Beyond Sin 388. Good afternoon. This is God. Beyond Synth is entirely supported by the listeners. Awesome people such as Gary Heather, Kudzost, Raur, Ken Giroux, and the immortal Chrysalia Lane. Hey there, and welcome to Beyond Synth. I'm Andy, I host this show, and we are winding down the year 2023 with a whole bunch of what I've dubbed Andy's Playlist Warehouse, where I chat with awesome patrons and listeners of Beyond Synth, and I play all the awesome music that I didn't get a chance to play during the year. So that's what we're going to do today. I think there's probably going to be one more of these, which I think is safe to say will probably air in the first week of January, and then... I go on a fantastic break while I figure out the next season of Beyond Synth. But enough about that. We don't have to worry about that. I did mention that, you know, when we do these Andy's Playlist Warehouse, we're talking to the awesome uh, Beyond Synth supporters. And that, of course, is the awesome people who support the show by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or by clicking the PayPal link that's in the episode descriptions. That's another way of supporting the show. And the reason why I bring that up is because I want to thank Mr. Stephen Forster. That's right. We got a new patron here in the Five Pound Club. For some reason, that name sounds familiar. And so now I'm wondering if it's a new patron or if Stephen Forster was already there, but then he like changed his account information or something. You let me know, Stephen Forster. Then there's Trondravolta who upgraded his support. Although that could also possibly just be a Christmas gift. But either way, it's appreciated. And of course, we met Tron Travolta only a few episodes ago. It's very exciting. So look, let's listen to some music, and then we will go chat with some awesome Beyond Synth patrons. So I got a cool one here from Micromat Scenes, from his album Scenes 2. This is I See Monsters. <laughs> Oh, 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 
And that was I See Monsters by Micro Matt Scenes from the album Scenes 2. Lots of scenes, lots of cool music because it's Andy's Playlist Warehouse. Now let's go chat with some awesome Beyond Synth patrons. I got one on the line right now. It's Joshua. How's it going, man? Adequate. That's all. So what do the Beyond Synth listeners know you as? Because you're a, you know, a supporter of the show, but you would do it under a different name? Yeah, Joshua Winter. Also, if uh, if you see me in Discord or whatnot, I am Synth Weasel. Joshua Winter. I always want to... <laughs> Even though I know Chatterack hasn't been a supporter for a long time, but those names used to be sandwiched together right. when I used to do the, the Patreon shoutouts. And so whenever I hear Joshua Winter in my head, I always say, Joshua Winter and Chatterack is what I always want to say. But I don't even know if that guy's still alive. So what's going on in your life? Not a whole lot. I kind of got a got a busted rib right now. I'm nursing. So. What happened to you? Well, I, I do some wrestling stuff, actually, and um, I got busted in the in the ring a little bit. So I don't know if it's so much the wrestling or just that I'm getting old. <laughs> Wait a second. Last time we talked, you were on a, an episode of Trivia Time, and I thought your deal was uh, working at a guitar factory. Oh, yeah. I, I still work at the guitar factory as well. And the the wrestling is on the side? Yes. Wait a second. You're, you are a wrestler? Uh, yes and no. It's I guess I'm not one yet, but I've, it's like something I've dabbled in for like a long time but like for various traumatic reasons it's never come to full fruition Mm. i guess i've never really considered myself to have like the title of wrestler until i've like you know had a few matches it's like i don't have a body of work does that make sense Mm. and i don't give myself the title of that if that makes sense and i see people all the time like oh i'm a wrestler blah 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 and it's like well, okay, you got a match you want to show me? And no. Yeah, I guess that's a good attitude to have because those sorts of people are frustrating. Like, I'm, I'm always sort of uh, annoyed by some people that just have, like, this enormous self-confidence and nothing to really back it up because I've never had that. Like, there's so many things that I think I'm good at, but I still don't even like to say that out loud because I feel it's, like, shameful to be boastful or whatever. Yeah. And then there's some people who walk along, and you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a musician, and they haven't made music, and you're like, why do you get off saying that? Like, I just... If you're a musician, then I'm a musician, right? So, like, anyway, whatever. Yeah, it's something that, like, I started when I was really young. And for various reasons, like, you know, there's a lot of drama in that sort of industry. So somebody would piss somebody off and, like, well, you don't get to use this ring. And, you know, so that would affect (laughs) Then, you know, I got really fed up with the drama and I just kind of quit and, like, just turned my back on it for 10 years. And then recently there's there's a school that opened up where I live, which is a pretty high quality school, in my opinion. And I'm like, you know what? I'm older. I'm not going to be able to do a whole lot, but I want to at least do something to say that I did it. And, you know, it's kind of like going back and taking care of unfinished business. So I've gone back to the the training school and, uh, you know, I've been doing that for a little while and polishing up what I learned before with what I'm learning now. And hopefully I'll get the ring and, you know, have a few matches to have like a satisfying body of work and then I can find something to do kind of like, you know, behind the scenes or something like that. So, right. Wait, so there's a school? Uh, yes. What's it called? Uh, the school that I'm attending is called the FXC Academy in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Was that like night school? Like when do you, <laughs> when do you go? It operates through the week, Monday through Fridays, depending on the class level. You can get about three classes a week. Really kind of a good deal, honestly, because most wrestling schools it's one day a week, you know, uh, in this instance, you have like three possible days you can go. And that's, that's a lot of ring time, which is, uh, 
kind of a coveted thing to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what I covet is cool music. And so uh, I'd like to play some now. I got a track here from uh, Outrunner. This is The Escape.
And that was The Escape by Outrunner on Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're listening to lots of cool songs and talking to cool people. And I am on the phone right now with Joshua Winter, who's talking about going to wrestling school. Wait, if you still work at the Guitar Factory, you should uh, become a wrestler and have guitars as props. Like, manufacture some guitars with, like, really cheap wood so you can run into the ring and, like, smash people with them. Uh, I don't know about that, maybe. Somebody already does that. Oh, who does that? A wrestler by the name of Jeff G. Garrett, who actually lives in Hendersonville, Tennessee, by by randomness. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe you can offer to help that guy out, be an understudy, and make him uh, guitars with cheap materials. Uh, maybe. Uh, I'm sure he sources those from somewhere. So you got to uh, got a horning on that business deal. Yeah, right? exactly. You just show up and you're like, "Listen, man, I don't know who your guitar guy is, but uh, let's just say let me make you a deal that you can't refuse." Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun, but then your rib is sore, so then what, uh, wait, it's not just sore. Did you say it's broken? Uh, yeah, it's fractured. Eey! So, yeah. so then, are you still going to wrestling class with a fractured rib? Not right now. I'm letting it heal, so that's the unfortunate thing. It's like, I really want to get in the class, but I really should let this heal. Yeah. So what, uh, what happened exactly? I think it's a combination of two things. I was in a match with this, with this one guy, and um, he had me on the ground, and he was just stomping me while I was on the ground and I heard a pop and uh. yeah you know finished the match we were working on but uh you know I think it's a combination of getting hit really hard and maybe I think I should focus more on getting more calcium in my nutrition you know you think you're not getting enough I, I think so I also I'm, I'm getting older like I turned 40 it's crazy to say that you know I'm somebody who is uh trying to be a pro wrestler at wait, that wait, wait 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 what the fuck are you doing 40 years old yeah, you're fucking wild man I know doing wrestling at 40 I'm 42, and I can't even fucking pick up a plate. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that, like, you know, once I do get trained in, I don't have a whole lot of matches that I'm going to be able to do. It's more or less, hey, you know, do something for a short bit and then find something else I can do to contribute in the side. There's all kinds of other jobs besides being a wrestler that you can do, so. Well, why don't you, like, wind that into, like, a character, right? So if you're, like, you know, in your 40s, you can be, like, the grandpa character or something. Actually, I thought about something like that. Like, nice. just constantly, like, hold on, you're, you're running around too much. You just, let me I'm let me catch my breath. Or fucking, um, maybe there's some kind of like music thing too. Is, is there such thing as a wrestler who's like the roadie? Actually, there was one oh. uh, in the mid 90s. Actually, it was a character that uh, was like kind of like a manager for Jeff Jarrett. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why do all my ideas fucking connect to this Jeff Jarrett guy? <laughs> I think I figured it out. You're Jeff Jarrett, aren't you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't do an impression because I don't know this man, but uh, does he sound like... Like that? No, he sounds like... He's from Tennessee, so he sounds like kind of like a southern car salesman. I don't know why. Oh, I like that character. Southern car salesman. Why don't you be that guy? Uh, maybe I will. <laughs> You have long hair, right? I do, yes. Yeah, so be Southern car salesman and, like, do a thing where you, like, comb your hair to the side so it looks like a weird comb over and, like, try and put in, like, a ponytail and just wear, like, some old shitty uh, jacket. Like the, uh, like the mayor from Jaws. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. I love that jacket he has. And that can be the wrestler's name. He's the mayor. Now, when you say Barracuda, people are like, what? Yeah, man, like, he just runs in, just fucking says Jaws quotes. <laughs> I don't remember what the mayor says in that movie, but uh, <laughs> to be fair, I haven't seen Jaws in like decades. Was, was the mayor like, uh, we're not closing the beach? And then... Yeah, that's exactly his whole shtick. He's willing, <laughs> to, he's willing to feed people to the shark. That way they can get money for, you know, Amity. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, uh, I get my money by uh, listening to cool music. That's not even true, I don't think. Uh, but I got one here I want to listen to, and then we'll keep chatting. This is from Simulacrum Lab. This track is called Roadblock. That was Roadblock by Simulacrum Lab. And I'm here right now, Andy's Playlist Warehouse, a warehouse full of music and lots of cool people on the phone, like Mr. Joshua Winter, who has a fractured rib. That's it. 
<laughs> so what else is going on in your life? The the guitar manufacturing business is fine? Uh, yeah, it's good. I've actually got a week off this week. Ooh. So that's nice. I love having time off. It's great. It's paid too, so you can't beat that. Right, but you get to spend your week off with a fractured rib. Oh, okay. So I guess you can beat that. I, I am corrected. So what are you going to do then for this week <laughs> off? You can't wrestle. You're not at work. You playing any games? You watching some movies? I'm probably, I think I want to uh, write up like a one shot for, uh, I do the RPG stuff too. So I think I want to write a one shot and go run a one shot game somewhere with somebody. I think that'd be fun. What is a one shot? For example, like Dungeons and Dragons and like those tabletop role playing games. Typically when you have a group, they play like a long game. that's like three or four months long and that's called a campaign. Yeah. Okay. 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 And a one shot is like one or two sessions. That's really short and enclosed that way because scheduling is hard I don't have to tell you that you know how scheduling is Mm -hmm. so if you can offer somebody something that is not super time restrictive it makes it easy to for it to be done in two sessions and it's like that's really great because I don't know how many times I've been in a long form campaign that just fizzled out and never ended. It's really frustrating and not satisfying. But how do you determine what the length will be? Because the story just sort of does what the story does, right? Like, so do you have to like pencil in some sort of end point? You just kind of like make it short, really. It's just an agreement between the players that just like, this is a one shot so it's okay to make your character jump off a cliff tomorrow so that it ends? Honestly, yeah, and some some games probably, like some of the horror games like your character goes crazy and jumps off a cliff. That's that's really kind of dark, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, that's more of those warning type things in some games. But, I mean, you can make like hey, here's a simple problem that is pretty easily solved because there's a lot of games that, like in the long-form games, part of the game is discovering different aspects of the problem. It's like an onion, you know what I mean? You have the problem, but like you peel away a layer and it's like a little bit of the mystery is exposed. It's just, you know, basically giving the players a smaller onion. Right, and then there's no (laughs) mystery. It's just sort of like, at the end of this thing, there's a dragon man and uh, you got to fight him tonight and we're going home. So this ends like either you die or he dies, but it's over tonight. Yes, Uh, that's a good example. The dragon man. Wait, so when you say you're going to write one though, what does that mean? It's less of writing and more like just making an outline of Here's the problem. Here are some clues the players can find to figure out what's going on. And a little bit of set dressing. Like, hey, if they go over here and talk to this NPC, then this was this is what this NPC is about. Oh, so you're the dungeon master. Yeah. Or game master, you know, for a uh, non-game specific title. That's a funny thing. A lot of, a lot of systems, they have like a, a name for their, their GM. Like some systems call it the referee. Some systems like Dungeons and Dragons, they call it the Dungeon Master, and then there's Game Master, and some more cinematic games refer to the uh, the Game Master as like the director. So, what do you like to be called? I, I prefer Game Master. It's kind of um, I hate the master part. It sounds really pretentious, but like it sounds <laughs> neutral enough with just like Game Master. So, and I guess that's something you can do with a broken rib. Yeah. So eventually, I'm I've got like a goal of making an actual play podcast. So that sounds like fun. I wanted to try doing that, but then it ended up being a lot of work. And I was like, hey, man, I'm just going to stay in my lane. Yeah, it, it's probably more work than it seems like it would be, but, you know. Quit bugging him. Sorry, right now, fucking Johnny just keeps bugging Chester. Leave him alone. Johnny's a little kitten, and uh, Chester's a little older, and Johnny is just in still, like, kitten energy mode, and so every time uh, Chester tries to relax, Johnny just, like, leaps on him. Now they're wrestling in front of me. I saw a picture of those. They're both, like, pretty fluffy yellow cats, aren't they? Yep. 
Oh, like, I heard that. Chester's saying, like, piss off, and then Johnny just keeps jumping on him. I will officially separate you. Are you just going to, like, grab them and have them, like, looking at each other? It's like what you do. They like wrestling. Chester gets them in a headlock, and then they sort of, like, roll around on the ground. Exactly like you do. <laughs> yes. And then, watch out, they're going to break a rib. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. But I tell you what would be cool is listening to cool music. So I got a, a track here from Promenade Cinema, and uh, this is called On Video.
And that was On Video by Promenade Cinema. That's a cool song. I think that single came out right after I had them on the show. And, uh, yeah, it's good. And I'm here listening to cool music and talking to people. And right now I'm talking to Joshua Winter about being a game master and, and fractured ribs and guitars. So is there anything else going on? Do you have any cool plans for the holidays? Other than trying to run a game and laying low and letting this rib heal? Not really a whole lot. So, mm. Well, that sounds like fun. How many people do you have to do the game with? Do you do it online or in person? Both. I kind of want to do this in person. I think I think it'd just be nice just to go to like a bar or a pub or somewhere and like just, hey, let's have a game, you know, like really lighthearted about it. I'm like, oh, your character's dead. Oh, well, here's another character. I've been playing some of those, like, mixed reality games. Like the VR stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be cool. I think there's one game that's sort of... Not that I haven't played it, but where you're meant to play with other people in the same room with VR headsets, and then, like, there's, like, a virtual game board in front of you. And I think, in some ways, that might be cool for, uh, like, a tabletop RPG, if you're, like, you're sitting around, but you actually have, like, this world in front of you, but it is also on the table but then like you could have characters and like move them around and they'd like animate and shit i think that'd be cool i mean that could be cool i think part of the appeal of like role-playing games like dungeons and dragons and whatnot is building the world in your head because the gm can give you a description of everything but like everybody kind of has their own little version of it in their head in a weird way i know that sounds kind of weird but are you you a big fan of using your imagination hell yeah (laughs) boo the internet destroyed my imagination a long time ago. Now I'm all for this uh, mixed reality nonsense. Yeah, I imagine I'm cool every day. It's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway, man, that's uh, you know, it's like uh, positive affirmations. It's uh, it's a good thing to do. You can sit there and be like, my rib is not broken, and then go and do some crazy stretch, and then you'll be fine. Or let me sneeze. That's 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 really fun. God, that sucks, man. How long is it going to take to heal? I'd imagine at this point about four weeks. It, you know, it happened about two weeks go because when it first happened i thought i was just bruised mm-hmm. so i was working for like a whole week without it hurting at all and then i was at work like stacking boxes of guitars and i'm like oh I'm, you know whatever just a bruised rib blah 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 and then like when i was at work i felt a pop god this and, fucking popping nonsense <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> and then when it, when it popped like i immediately started having like sharp pains whenever i was lifting stuff i'm like hey uh i gotta go and get this looked at and they're like this didn't happen at work did it and I'm like no and they're like okay go (laughs) (laughs) someone smashed a guitar into my chest oh man well uh, listen I I hope it uh, hope it gets better right it will it will Look at you. I like your positive attitude. That's good. I mean, you know, somebody has to be positive about something somewhere. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so dark out there. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't go on the internet. Yeah. Not just thinking about it. I'm going to go get a drink now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, how about this? Let's, uh, listen to one more song and then I'll hang up on you. So I'll give you, uh, I'll give you the length of a song to think about uh, what you want to say before I hang up on you. How about that? Maybe I'll hang up on you first, but Ooh. yeah, let's do this song. <laughs> Look at you. This is, uh, I like the, the assertive Joshua Winter. That's right. But first, we're going to listen to a song. This is Future Cop with Facing the Past.
And that was Facing the Past by Future Cop, who I uh, had on earlier this season. Was that this season? I think it was. Anyways, uh, look, we're back. Or was that last season? Whatever. This is Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We've been listening to cool songs and talking to cool people. We've been talking to Joshua Winter, but I'm going to hang up on you. So uh, what do you have to say before that happens? Well, I just want to say, Andy, thank you very much for everything you do for this community. I don't feel like people give you enough credit, and I just wanted to take a moment to do that and say thank you very much. Well, I appreciate That's the only part of this conversation I'm not going to edit out. <laughs> That's fair. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's just literally just going to be me talking and then uh, and then you saying compliments. I like compliments. They make me feel good. Yeah. No, yeah. But yeah, uh, like, thank you very much. I think, you know, you do a lot for this community. So I just want to take a moment and thank you and give you credit for that. So, well, to be fair, it's all selfish because I just, I like cool music and I like uh, listening to it. And I also like talking to people on the phone. So I feel like... I should acknowledge that there's a, a selfish motivation. Oh my gosh, Andy, can't you just take a compliment? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Joshua Winter, for the compliment. I appreciate it. That's right. Do you have any cool holiday plans? Not really. I don't really do Thanksgiving, you know, because I'm not really a big fan of Thanksgiving. But, you know. You don't like eating turkey? It's more or less, I my ideologies are like completely divergent from the rest oh, of the Oh, you all just like, oh, I can't celebrate because some people came in and fucking wiped out the indigenous population. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, we just eat the turkey. I don't... Uh, mind you, we have ours at a different time. We already had our Thanksgiving. Ours is in October. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is your Thanksgiving called something different up there? No, we call it Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, I was completely unaware of this. I thought, I thought you guys just didn't even have a Thanksgiving. No, we do. I don't know what ours is about, though. It can't be about Plymouth Rock. It's about capitalism. Because I'm sure. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> an excuse to go buy a turkey. So that's pretty much what we do. But whatever. The only reason why I'm really more aware of the American one now than I used to be was just because we started doing Black Friday. Because we didn't used to do Black Friday up here. Like, that wasn't a thing until about, like, like four or five years ago. Hmm. Interesting. So now I know American Thanksgiving because that's the day I go on Amazon and waste four hours scrolling through deals of things I have no intention of buying. Oh, that's what I've got to do. I got to waste money on Amazon. Yep. That's what I do. That's what I do on American Thanksgiving is, uh, yeah, I'll do that. And then I'll go, uh, maybe I will get a fucking arcade one up and then I'll look and I'm like, yeah, they're still not cheap enough. And then, and then I don't. And that's the end. That's what uh, Black Friday will be for me. I'm going to go buy some something useless I don't need. I'd probably buy more dice. I buy a lot of dice. <laughs> Can you get dice on it? Well, Chris, what's a dumb question? <laughs> Andy, what the hell? <laughs> Everything on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I've never had a more of like a love-hate relationship with a website in my life. Oh, I feel that. Every time I'm on there, it's like, oh, I hate this really horrible corporation that takes advantage of its employees and shits on them, but they have everything. And it really, I really, I feel guilty buying stuff from them. I really do sometimes. Well, I just don't like shopping. I don't like shopping in stores. Like buying things online has been so amazing. And I just have to forget that there's people being crushed by machines right now in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> like there's some robot crane that just fucking crushed a dude. And they're like, everybody go back to work. And they probably just put pylons around around the corpse yeah. so that people just keep working. I just have to put that out of the back of my mind because uh, I need another PlayStation controller. Yeah, I mean, it's 
you can always hope that like, for example, like with the recent strikes that like a lot of companies are actually improving conditions for their employees, which is great. I'm glad for that. Well, I'm just hoping at the very least that when the people in the warehouse get crushed by the robot, it's just sort of some kind of like instant death. Like maybe like the robot should be electrified as well. So like once it crushes the guy, it also just fucking shocks him to death so that there's he's not like in a lot of turmoil. Oh, damn. Jeez, that's all well, I guess quick so yeah well i worked at one place where there was a story that a guy fell into the uh, cardboard compactor and you know how those compactors oh no really slowly oh no oh god it's a story so you don't know how, how true it is you know could it just be some bullshit that somebody said be like morbid but you know somebody said like you could hear the guy screaming for like five minutes straight jesus christ yeah uh, you know what i'm i'm sorry i shared that that's really kind of <laughs> happy thanksgiving well listen I am going to hang up on you now, but uh, it was fun chatting. I enjoyed the story about the man getting crushed in the fucking, <laughs> fucking cardboard compactor. Um, it's kind of like Star Wars. Yeah. When they're in the compactor in uh, New Hope. Which, that's the game I run the most of Star Wars, so... <laughs> So there you go. See, it's all it's all coming together. There we go. But uh, you have a, a lovely holiday and keep being cool. And uh, and yeah, man, hope all your dreams come true. You be cool too, Andy. All right, and that was my chat with Joshua Winter. He's a cool guy. Now let's go talk to somebody else. So I'm now on the phone with David Evans. Is that correct? Yeah. Hi, Andy. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Where are you talking to me from? I'm talking to you from Cambridge in England. Is it an exciting place to be? Yeah, that's quite nice. Very picturesque. Definitely a very nice place to live, but very, very expensive to live here also. We have a Cambridge as well. Yes, that's a... Yeah, I think there's just a few around in this one of the states as well. I think I was literally having a conversation with somebody about like all the all the city names that are the same as like British city names. Yeah, and I couldn't think of a. There's a whole bunch I couldn't think of, and now that you've mentioned Cambridge, I'm like, yeah, we got a Cambridge, so I can add that to the list. Yeah, yeah, just popping up all over the place. So what's going on in the life of David today? Just a work day, so I'm just working from home today. Mostly kind of a software guy, so I'm just working away, kind of playing some cool music by myself in a dark room, just coding all day, so it's quite fun. Do you prefer to code in the dark? I think I just don't particularly like natural light. Mm, vampire. Yeah. David Evans the vampire. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. Do you have, like, a family in there, or are you just... Uh... Yeah, so I got married last year. And me and my wife, we got a dog at the start of this year. So uh, kind of bringing up a puppy as well, which is uh, definitely a lot of work. What's the dog's name? The dog's name is Biscuit. Biscuit the dog. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's kind of a joke from the game Animal Crossing. So me and my wife were playing a lot of Animal Crossing and there's a particular character there called Biscuit. So we kind of thought that if we were going to have a dog at any point, then we'd have to call it Biscuit after the villager in Animal Crossing. Who is Biscuit? Some weird kind of orange dog uh, that just pops up all over the place. I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. But I think it's like B-I-Z-K-I-T. Okay. Spelling for Biscuit. Is that how you spell your Biscuit? No, no, no. We just spell it the regular way. Yeah, you're not heathens. (laughs) No, no. I don't think I ever met Biscuit. I did play that game when it first came out, like at the start of the pandemic, and I did play it for quite a while and then just dropped it, and I, like, literally never touched it again. (laughs) Yeah, yes, yeah, same. We played it for a while. It kind of came out, like, a week or two before lockdown or something like that, and Mm. it was uh, kind of funny to see the amount of people playing it, but it definitely kind of died off towards the end. I I was just happy because, like, kind of with the Switch, I kind of got 
the Switch came along and I spent a lot of money getting like a Nintendo 64 and all the old games I used to play and then like a month later they started dropping the N64 online and stuff and I was super annoyed because I just got like a really nice N64 got all hooked up and stuff and it's <laughs> like oh this is much more convenient yeah <laughs> although it is I I think you still need the the controller like because I, I got uh, yeah. I got one that has the buttons in the right place because for some reason yeah. my brain I've tried over the years like I remember I even modded a PlayStation controller when I was playing N64 games on my computer yeah. where yeah. I even bought like a yellow analog stick that I like swapped out yeah. so that it was yellow and so it matched like the N64 color scheme and stuff and I switched out the buttons cool. because that's the one part I find really difficult is like when I go back and play Zelda and it's like left on the right joystick is the C left button and that like I just don't you know yeah yeah i recently completed ocarina of time not like 100 percent completed because you that's kind of a whole other endeavor on itself but yeah but it was it was, it was really fun just playing that again listening to the music and likewise i completed lilac wars but i i think it's called Star Fox 64 over there but completing that on like expert hard mode which was like really hard but it's Lovely. Well, I'm proud of you. And I tell you what we're <laughs> going to do to celebrate. We're going to listen to some cool music. So <laughs> I want to listen to this track from the Astral Stereo Project. Uh, this is Ocean Dreams.
And that was Ocean Dreams by the Astral Stereo Project. And we're back here in Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're listening to all the cool music that I've wanted to share with everybody over the year and uh, talking to cool people like Mr. David Evans, who's just told us that he just beat Ocarina of Time and Lilat Wars. Yeah, not fun with that. All the time spent on the more hard levels over several days, but eventually got there. Yeah, I was doing another Ocarina playthrough. It's been so long. I, that was the game I used to play like once a year back in the day. So pretty much, you know, like 1998, 99, the early 2000s, I would usually do like kind of an Ocarina of Time playthrough. But then I haven't played it in a long time. And so I was just trying to remember everything. It's tough. You know, like I was like wandering around Lon Lon Ranch, try, trying to remind myself, like, how the fuck do I get the horse again? Like, I know I had to do a race, <laughs> yeah. but like no one's asking me to race right now. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to go to the future, but then you got to know the song. So you, in the past, you got to learn the song. Anyway, so what have you been doing for fun then over there? Not a whole lot. I think quite busy work-wise and I think any of my spare time is just going into dog training and stuff which has adjusted my kind of normal schedule I guess but uh, I mean apart from that Does your dog need training? Yeah it's it's a very energetic dog it's a border collie it has a lot of energy and needs to not be entertained but um, I guess given mental stimulation to uh, keep it happy otherwise it will wreck the couch or chew up things but he's quite a good dog anyway so it's uh, sorry So how often do you have to take biscuit to training probably like once a week we go to training but you know i'm doing training like at least three times a day just keep them keep them good when you go to the thing does biscuit have classmates yeah and funnily enough they're not like the dogs aren't allowed to interact with each other which is which is a little bit uh, funny i guess it's, it's kind of a thing the trainers encourage that they um don't want the dogs interacting with each other which is like okay fair enough well you just end up with some silly room of like a bunch of dogs like trying to hump each other right like isn't that what it would be <laughs> No, I mean, I don't think quite humping each other, but, you know, they definitely want to go over, they want to sniff each other or have a little run around. It's all good. The thing that annoys me most is, like, it's quite a bit of a drive to get to the training area, to and from. I'm not a fan of driving, so it's, like, a bit of a drive to go with, like, every every Sunday or whatever. Do you have, like, a just a really stern dog trainer guy who's just like, this isn't a dog park? You know, like, gets all mad when the dogs try and have a good time? No, no, they're, they're very understanding because sometimes if the dog isn't doing what you want it to do, you can get quite frustrated, and especially if you're in, like, a big room of other people as well. You're a little bit of pressure on yourself as well. But I think, like, the trainers are very uh, understanding. You know, they'll, they'll come over, help you out. They'll take you to the site if you need, like, a little one-on-one action for, you know, five minutes or whatever. That's generally quite good. Yeah, Can't yeah. complain it. Well, listen, man, I love some good one-on-one action, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I'd set you up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sex. So look, <laughs> I also like cool music. So let's listen to this track from the Phantom Division. This is Blood Moon.
And that was Blood Moon by the Phantom Division. That's a cool track on Andy's playlist, Warehouse. We had a warehouse full of songs, and we're playing them all, and we're talking to cool people. And right now, I'm chatting with Mr. David Evans, all the way from Cambridge. He's training his dog, Biscuit. He's playing video games. He's taking some time away from work right now. Am I interrupting an important work session? No, no. It's pretty relaxed today. Nothing too strenuous. I shall clarify, I'm not originally from England. I'm moved from Ireland to England about 12, 13 years ago now. But uh, kind of set up here now somewhat permanently, I guess. Did you want to assimilate and absorb the local accent or you're like... You're going you're gonna to stick with the Irish? I mean, I hope the Irish accent is still coming through. I think whenever I go home back to Ireland, I kind of start to think that maybe I'm slightly losing the accent, which is uh, a little disheartening, but try try to retain it. Well, you sound Irish to me. <laughs> Thank you. What about your, your wife then? Is she a British lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from here. She's from Cambridge. Mm, that's nice. What's the word when like two countries come together and it's like a bond of like solidarity? Oh. You know, like if, uh, you know, like Ireland and England we're like having a feud and so like they marry <laughs> the prince and the princess from the different places and then they get married so that they can share the yeah i'm not too sure what that word is unfortunately well there's got to be a word hold on is there <laughs> a word when two kingdoms marry each other's kids to form a union question mark could not parse your authentic token what the fuck oh, dear. hey fuck you okay, <laughs> oh, dear. hello Let's try hello. Can you parse that, you fuck? All right, right, let me try this again. What do you call it when two kingdoms marry each other's kids to form a union? Question mark. When two kingdoms arrange a marriage between their respective heirs as a means of forming a political or strategic alliance, it is often referred to as a royal marriage or a political marriage. This type of arrangement has been historically common among noble and royal families as a way to strengthen ties between different regions, ensure peace, or consolidate power. <laughs> so, let's go back. Yeah. Uh, you and your wife, is it a royal marriage? No, I, I probably won't go that far. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> So what does she do? Does she work from home too, or is she off gallivanting? She is in the office today, so her work, they want them in three days a week, whereas mine is like, you're going to be in two days a week, so there's always one of us at home with the dog, like, to make sure he's okay as well, but yeah, it's just working from home, which is good, so we can take in any deliveries or get some washing done or whatever so look at that eh? i like the efficient life of david evans <laughs> you got everything all worked out yeah. yesterday fucking johnny peed on my son's carpet and i didn't know how to johnny's our kitten yeah i don't know if he's like unhappy because he saw me giving treats to chester <laughs> and like i wasn't giving johnny any treats and all of a sudden i yeah. turn around there's this, this fucking puddle of piss and I'm like son of a bitch <laughs> so he's sitting there all mad that he wasn't getting a treat <laughs> so just goes to show man all types of pets can fuck up your furniture yep definitely I'll have to take him to training. But first, I want to listen to some music. So I got a track here from Zodiac. This is Trust Only Blood.
And that was Trust Only Blood by Zodiac. And we're here on Andy's Playlist Warehouse listening to cool songs. Uh, I just played two blood tracks in a row. How do you feel about that? You're a vampire. Yeah, sounds pretty good. So is there anything else that's going on? Did you ever, you know, you find yourself listening to the show and then you're like, man, Andy's fucking wrong on this one. I'm going <laughs> to give him a piece of my mind. Now's your opportunity. No, no. I mean, I kind of agree with a lot of the, uh, I guess, the kind of topics that come up. Video games are about kind of movies that you enjoy when you and Marco just reveal the kind of crap movies or whatever. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy them. Not fun. Do you ever go and try and seek out the movies that we watched? No, because they're generally a bit awkward for me to find without um, acquiring them in illegal ways here. Do they don't have Tubi over there? I mean, I don't think we have Tubi, but uh, I've, I've like looked and I couldn't see anything available. Yeah, 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 so it doesn't work where I am. I would need to do a VPN. You know, I am capable of doing that, but I just don't have a VPN set up at least at the moment, because nothing has encouraged me to do that. To be fair, it's not really worth it. (laughs) 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 A lot of these movies are pretty stupid. It's like, you're not any worse off having not seen them. Yeah, yeah. We do watch a lot of um, Hallmark Christmas movies, like around Christmas time, but we watch them just to take the piss out of not like watching them for entertainment we're just watching them to laugh at how bad they are yeah i don't think my wife appreciates it when i walk in the room because like she'll watch those things it's sort of like this kind of comfort christmas stuff for her and uh, if i walk in the room like it's like i just turn instantly (laughs) into like just some sarcastic asshole and it's like yeah i don't think she appreciates it maybe just things like you know in one shot the person's wearing like a red jumper and then like two seconds later all of a sudden they're like wearing a coat or something and it's like the kind of consistency just wasn't Considered and <laughs> I think a lot of those uh, movies are also like filmed in the same place. Yeah. Like I think they have like a Christmas Town set yeah. that they just sort of rotate around. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere in Canada. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. And it's always this, some kind of weird European country that doesn't exist that they have to go to to save Christmas, etc. Yeah, like it's absurd how many of those things there are. Like I know it's a cliche, but then if you actually like look yeah. at how many of these fucking Hallmark Christmas movies and they all have like the same poster, yeah. it's like it's like they all look exactly the same. It's whatever. But hey, man, look at me. Like, I play, like, the video games, and I always get the same options and things like this. So sometimes people like uh, their comfort food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad we had this talk. Me too. Me too. It's weird, (laughs) like, talking to you rather than just listening to you. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what that experience is like. That's one of those things I can't experience for myself. But look, man, it's all good. Well, how about this? Let's listen to one more song, and then maybe I'll I'll hang up on you. So if you have something you've been dying to say, you've come in here and you're like, hey, man, one last thing, you son of a bitch. Quit making fun of, I don't know, I got nothing. I'm just trying to to give you ideas. I just want that sentence to be, (laughs) it has to start with, now listen here, you son of a bitch. So look, I want to listen to this one from Cat Temper. This song is called Welcome to My Night Meow. <laughs> he likes puns. <laughs>
Alright, and that was Cat Temper with the track Welcome to My Night Meow. And uh, this is Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We've been listening to cool songs and talking to cool people. And I've been chatting here with David Evans all the way in Cambridge, all the way from Ireland. And, you know, we're having a good time. But now I'm going to hang up on you. So is there something you want to say before I hang up on you? No, not particularly, Andy. I, I, you know, I just really enjoy listening to the show and... I've had this opportunity to have a little chat with you. You seem like a very calm and sort of collected guy. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think, funnily enough, like I don't, I don't, I don't speak to people a lot. If that makes sense. <laughs> no. So, like, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't come across. <laughs> well, whatever. You got your wife. You got a dog. What yeah, else yeah, do you yeah. need? Who else do you need to talk to? Probably my colleagues, I guess. But <laughs> talk about colleagues. <laughs> Who needs them? Am I right? Yeah. No, they're nice guys. Well, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're nice people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, you have a lovely day over there and get back to work and make sure that biscuit doesn't rip your couch apart. Nice. Thanks a lot, Andy. And that was my chat with David Evans. See, look how fun this is, chatting with all these people all over the world. And I got somebody else on the line now. So who am I chatting with now? It's Greg, a.k.a. Ulysses. Are you still making music? Yeah, yeah. I'm still making music. I released, like, a song under Ulysses, I think. I'm trying to think when the last time was we spoke. When you were a guest. Wasn't that, like, eight years ago or something? <laughs> Dude, it was, yeah, it was It was 2018. Actually, I was listening to your podcast. I was listening to the um, Your Dream Kid one. But I noticed, I was like, when was the last time I talked to Andy on the, on the show? And the episode was 171. Uh, it looks like it was released on November 19th, 2018. Wild. Look at that, eh? So if I was capable of doing math, I could tell you how many. No, no, so that's no, no, exa- no, no, pretty no, much no, exactly no, 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 five no. years ago. Since then, I've I feel like I've kind of dialed it back a little bit, which is fine. You, mean you, you just <laughs> dialed back the chemicals that made you hyper, or you dialed it back in your own mind? No, I dialed it back in my soul. Like, I mean, I'll get excited and stuff, but <laughs> it depends. Like if I'm listening to music and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome, or you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get excited, Greg, and sometimes you get lounge, Greg. I think I'm lounging right now, but I don't know. You get me excited, Andy. I could get. I could start getting. You know. Rowdy. Hey, man. Well, look, the time to get <laughs> rowdy is now. We're, we're experiencing Andy's Playlist Warehouse. It's a very exciting thing. So what have you been up to the past years since I spoke with you? Yeah. Oh, so I am releasing music under Ulysses, but not as much. I did create a song for the Cyberpunk 2077 game. They had a competition. They didn't use my song. Listen, I thought it was a banger. Mm. I, I really liked the song a lot, but the more... I listened to the songs they chose. They chose a lot of like what seemed to be kind of like K-pop and just different styles. Yeah. They said they write a song as if you were like a headliner band that might be like touring around. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm like some band that lives in Night City in that game. And I wrote a song from that perspective. So yeah, I just released a song. I guess it was October. It was called Night City. So I released that under Ulysses. But what I've been doing now is I decided that I wanted to make a lot of chill synth stuff that my friends could work to because a lot of them really liked that Galactic Delivery record that I did mm. for like like that video game is very chill, spacey synth. And I was like, okay, well, no one can spell Euless. Like, no one knows what the fuck I'm saying. And I'm like, oh, it's Euless. So, like, blah, blah, blah. so I was like, okay, I need to do a different project, one that's has a clear vision that's consistent and I'm not going to be singing in, just making chill synth stuff that people can listen to. So I started a new project that you can spell and understand, which is called TV in Bed. 
I was hoping it was going to be like Xerxes 49, but the Roman numeral for 50. Or yeah, and, and with, it ends with an A, so all the A's are upside down V's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my favorite modern band name trope, is like when they remove all the vowels from the word, yeah. so I don't know how to fucking say the name. Is that modern? I hope that's fucking done with, bro. <laughs> I know there's still people done. who are doing it, and I always have to ask. I'm just like, how do you say this? Because in my imagination, I can put whatever vowels I want in here. Sometimes it's like an obvious word, mm-hmm. and sometimes it isn't. Like there was this dark synth yeah. artist I played uh, a few months ago called Synthister. Okay. So it's like Sinister, but like Synthister. I like it when you say it. How do they spell it? S-N-T-H-S-T-R. So no vowels. Yeah, so when I first saw it, I'm like, this is either Synthister or Synthstar, because I can start ah, putting in vowels. Yeah. And so I made the assumption because I'm like, well, it's dark synth, so it's probably Synthister. But listen, we'll keep talking, but I want to listen to some music, all right? Right. Because uh, that's what we're doing here. That's, that's what this month is all about, is listening to all the awesome music and and talking with people and you're a person and now here's some music this is uh lavenue with the track moonlight
that was Moonlight by Lavenue on Andy's Playlist Warehouse, where we're just listening to cool songs, chatting with cool people like Mr. Greg, makes music as Ulas, spelled U-L-A-S, but we've just been informed of his new musical project, TV in Bed, more kind of spacey vibes. Now, is TV in Bed the same style as your uh, Galactic Delivery Service album? Because that was a cool album. I like that one. Oh, I appreciate it, man. People that like lo-fi may like it, but it's not like lo-fi. I, I would say that if you're interested in what TV in bed sounds like, go listen to it. <laughs> hey, man, listen, I don't listen to music here. What gave you that idea? Yeah, I know. I, I'm having a lot of fun doing it, though. I recently left my, my tech job, and I'm focusing like solely on music. I'm actually going to be opening a studio soon. Wait a second. When I talked to you last time, are, are we like several careers from where you were when I first talked to you? I feel like you were in an office or something. Yes, I was in an office. So it was, that was, 20, it was 2018. I was working as a quality assurance coordinator. So like I was in QA for a company that was in the automotive industry. Then I left that job right before COVID for a job that was going to be remote anyway, working for a company that does like single sign-on. So, you know, when you go to like a website and it says, do you want to log in with Google or Facebook or whatever? It was a, like an identity company that helps protect your identity and, and make sure that you're you're safe and secure. Okay. And uh, I learned, I'm like, that's way safer. You should always click yes. Like Google already has your information. So does Facebook. So like if you're using those, you should sign in with those. They're safer versus just making a whole new username and having some Joe Blow keep your password saved in an Excel on a server somewhere that's bound to get hacked. But So I, I switched. This is a long answer. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So I switched from that career to like working as like a, a trainer for uh, an identity management company. And then they were bought by Okta for like six or eight billion. And I worked at Okta for a little while. And then I left Okta uh, recently and had some people that I know that I've worked with before that wanted to invest in having me open a studio. And I was like, well, we could do it if it was kind of like a hybrid where it would be something like so the, the studio that we're opening is going to be focused on like helping early career musicians. So if you're like, oh, I like making music or I play guitar and I sing, but I don't know how to record. It's kind of like, okay, I got you. Like we'll help record you. Whereas if you go to a normal studio, they kind of go, they'll record you, you do your time and they give you your, your mix or your stems and you kind of go from there. This would be kind of like more of like a mentorship thing to help people get their career started or just at least figure out how to accomplish what their goals are. If you just wrote a song for your grandma and you're like, oh, can you help me record this and make it sound nice? Like, yeah, like I'll actually care about recording you versus just, you know, just recording you and be like, here you go, kid. Thanks for the money. So you ever uh, written a song for your grandma? Well, they're all my, both my grandmas are dead. So, oh, way to bring things down, man. <laughs> you could just lie. <laughs> well, 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 I, I did write a song for my grandmother back in 2002. Yeah. So I did. I did, Andy. I did. So then the answer to that question is yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, ask me again. We can you can edit it out. I, I, know, I know you don't do that, but I like let's pretend. I, I love I always love that this show is like real overall. You're like, nope. <laughs> it's curious. But go ahead, ask me again. Well, how about this? My new question is, do you like listening to cool music? Yeah. Can you can you play me some music, Andy? Some I, I cool will. music. I got a cool one here from Proper Disco. This is Filter Bubble Prisons. Oh fuck yeah.
And that was Filter Bubble Prisons by Proper Disco. We're taking part right now in Andy's Playlist Warehouse, playing all sorts of cool songs and chatting with the awesome listeners and supporters of Beyond Synth and people who are former guests, like Greg, who I'm talking to right now, a.k.a. TV in Bed, a.k.a. Euless, a.k.a. a guy who worked at a identity company. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work anymore. You know, like, you, this show is an awesome show. I, I found the show, I don't even know. When did you start the show? 2013, August. Nice. I remember I showed my one friend, and years <laughs> later... Wait, that's funny that I showed a friend? No, you worded it as, I showed my one friend. Oh, I, yeah, he is my one friend, yeah, I sh- and I showed him the show, and he loved it, and I remember him being like, this is so great, dude, he, he has a, I love how he talks, He's like, and I love this show, oh my god, the episode with Lacassette, so good. His name is Harris, If he, he's probably gonna listen to this, so yo, what's up, Harris? It was just cool to see somebody be, like, so behind in the show, and they're, like, just listening to the show during work. So and, why like, am I talking to you? I should be talking to this Harris guy, man, he sounds like a riot. Get him on the phone. You should talk to Harris, he, he loves 80s stuff, he loves loves games, movies, and, and he is a riot. You should definitely talk to Harris. But I just remember like showing him the show and he just loved it. And I loved it, but it was really cool to hear from somebody, you know, talk to me about how much they love the show and stuff. I know you've got a lot of supporters and love. And, and I just kind of curious how, how, you know, I want to thank you for having this show. I, I discovered a lot of awesome music through your show. You know, deep diving on Bandcamp when I first discovered Synthwave and different synth genres. Deep diving was one thing. And then the other side was having this like perspective that you would provide listening to artists and hearing them talk about their music was really awesome. And Dude, I, uh, a fucking a ladybug just flew on my face. <laughs> Where did it like? Where did it hit you in the eye? Up, you know, the, on the, up the top of my nose area, like on the side. And I'm like, what the fuck mm. is that? And I thought it was like, you know, sometimes like a like a fruit fly or something gets in your face. And yeah, I, I wasn't prepared for my finger to touch a ladybug. Like I was like, oh, this is oh. gonna be like a little bug. I'm gonna swat out of the way. And there's a fucking ladybug. Why is there a ladybug in here? It's like cold outside. This isn't ladybug season or ladybirds. I had one in my office last week and I was like, what's the deal? Aren't you dead yet? Like, yeah. That's how I used to greet my grandma. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Aren't you dead yet? Hey, how are you? Why ain't you dead yet? Yeah. Where's my fucking inheritance? Yeah. You know, because I was, ba- I really wanted that sweet old lady cash. Did you get it? No, I don't think there really was any money. Was it because you said, where the fuck is my inheritance? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Oh, God, Whenever yeah, I'd yeah. see her just like smack her around, where's the cash? Yeah. No, my grandma's a nice lady, but we're not like uh, some wealthy family family or whatever so i don't think we got some of her old furniture but then some, a lot of it how did it smell old well it does now it smells older with you <laughs> yeah well because it is older because she died i think when the fucking avengers came out on blu-ray and so since then this furniture has been in my dad's basement which sucks because it's actually the quality of her furniture is better than the quality oh. like the furniture we had in our apartment or whatever because she brought proper you know cupboards made out of wood and stuff instead yeah. of particle board but then they all warped and got weird so i've been slowly just sort of disassembling them and i'm using some of that scrap wood to build an arcade machine nice now let's listen to some music <laughs> and we'll come back with greg so look i got one here from uh johan backstrom i had him on the show a few seasons ago he's cool makes uh, retro sounding synth pop stuff that i dig and uh this track is called forever in here by johan backstrom Backstrom.
right, and that was Forever in Here by Johan Backstrom. And we're back on Andy's playlist warehouse, listening to fun music, talking to fun people like Greg, who uh, is sitting around, looking around. He wants to build a studio. So I don't even get it. So are you literally, do you have a job right now? Or are you in the planning stages of making a studio? Yeah, I'm in the planning stages. So the idea to start a studio came up in July with some investors. And they said, do you think we could do it? Do you think it'd be profitable? And I was like, yeah, if we did it differently. And I I described how it would be different to you. And then, you know, we were looking at being a nonprofit to kind of, you know, put our money where our mouth is in the sense that we're trying to build a community and help people. And we're still looking into being a nonprofit, but it's just being a nonprofit can be really complicated. So we're right now we're in the process of we're busy building like the business and getting everything legitimate. And we, we want to legitimately start in January. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm not a businessman. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't understand how things work. Why would someone want to invest in something that's a non-profit? Yeah, that's a good question. Explain. Yeah, so uh, non-profits, it doesn't mean you don't make a profit. All the money it makes goes back into the business, but they do pay their employees. So if I had a salary at the non-profit, I would get paid my salary, and so would all the other employees, but all the money that was like left over, you know, whatever, not even just left over, but still would go back into the business. And you, there isn't, as we say in, you know, the business world, there's no clear exit in the, or there's no exit in the sense that you don't get to leave with stock options or you can't take money when you leave versus like if you started like a normal kind of business, if it did really well, you could be like, you know, this, this did well. I've been here for five years. I'm just going to take my shares and leave and you can kind of cash out, but you, you can't cash out in a nonprofit. Can you convert a nonprofit into a profit? So I'm going to be very clear that I don't know a lot about nonprofits. It's something that we've been looking into. <laughs> well, no, I just want to be like, you're not talking. I want to be very clear to your audience. I'm not a specialist, but no. Like, ask me that question again because I want to make sure I heard you correctly. So the question was, what is your Star Wars rankings? Rankings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if you're going to go from best to worst. I mean, everybody says Empire, right? Was the nonprofit shit that bad that we're just <laughs> moving on, moving on? But no, I don't think you can like you can't convert them because you can't lean the system. So, but I'm not. Here we go. Here we go. No one's. I'm gonna get berated. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I used to be. I like good writing, and therefore I don't like a lot of Star Wars. I don't think a lot of it's written well. I think the original Star Wars were good because there wasn't much budget. There's a team of people that were like working together and, and questioned Lucas versus like all the yes men that that were probably like when they were making the prequels like oh you got it George whatever you want like I feel like there was a a team of people that really made Star Wars what it was but fucking Andor absolutely slapped I think Andor is probably the best Star Wars thing I've ever seen I, I loved Andor did you watch Andor? I haven't finished it. Sometimes I just get distracted. Like I start watching something and like I started watching Invincible, that cartoon, and I saw like the first two and it was like, I was watching going like, this is a good cartoon. And then I just didn't watch the rest of it. That was good, but I, I actually stopped watching Invincible because without spoiling anything, there was an episode that got pretty violent and I'm totally okay with violence. I just, I, I, I guess I wasn't in the mood. Do you mean the first episode? No, no, <laughs> it got, it, it seemed to me, if I recall correctly, it got more violent than it made sense to it seemed like they were like let's get really violent and it was like what to show this person's brutality and i just like was like i don't know like i don't feel like they didn't do it right are you sure you're not talking about episode one? Oh, i'm sure it gets, <laughs> episode it one's gets, the like, one that gets, ends where omni man like squeezes that dude's head no dude it gets it gets violent uh there's like mass killings and stuff and like i like shows like the boys and i like dark stuff so i was kind of surprised i was like ah you just like trying to be violent for violence sake it wasn't like it was really being pushed by the the plot i don't know 
I kind of got turned off by that versus like other shows. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like it makes sense for the plot that this this person would do this. But I'll tell you what makes sense to me. Listening to music. So let's listen to this track from Gem Wave. This is Purple Flowers.
And that was Purple Flowers by Gem Wave on Andy's Playlist Warehouse. I'm Andy, and this is my warehouse full of awesome songs that I've been wanting to play all year. This is a big warehouse. Yeah, man, it's huge. These are all CDs and tapes. You got, like, all kinds of different formats here. Yeah, man. Well, that's like, uh, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end, you know, where they go to that place where they keep the uh, all the boxes. What's the rent on this place? How are you, how are you affording to keep this, this warehouse open? Well, it's it's rent controlled. I'm excited to hear these songs. How do you feel now that you know you've been doing this show for so many years, hearing tons tons of synth music, all different genres? Do you are you like I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of synth. I love music, and so I need it as fuel, and so I'm always excited. Like, I always go into every situation positively, like, and and hoping that it'll be good. You know, like when people send me music and stuff. Yeah. It sounds cheesy, but I genuinely want that. So the only thing I'm tired of... I get bored of cliches. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But I don't get bored of like, there's there's certain chord arrangements that always make me happy and note combinations and stuff. What bores me is like another artist coming out with a name that's, you know, fucking Night Streets 81 or, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, we had that, right? There, there was like, there was only so many options that were happening in the early days, right? Yeah. And then there's a lot of like sort of instrumental synth wave where there's no progression. Because the thing is, I'm pretty simple to please. Like, I like cool bass lines. I like arpeggios. There's certain chord progressions that always make me happy but there's some people who just make music where like the bass line is just like and they just do that for like four minutes and there's no real progression to the song it's just like they do have a chord but then it's just the same chord for like four minutes it's like like there's no build there's no excitement there's no like drop and then something else and so like there's nothing wrong with traditional song structure in these things like that doesn't bug me it's just cliches same with lyrics yeah you know there's like certain kind of lyrics I hear where I'm just like so you're just gonna be the one billionth person to make this rhyming scheme or whatever so, and yeah. there was a point where I, I was just calling out the tape deck cliche of like songs starting with the sound effect of a tape yeah. being pressed you know like the tape deck sound yeah. and the thing was too is like most people who did it they also were using the same tape deck sound oh no you find it online right it's like a rewinding like, click and then click and then their song would play yeah and I just called it out I'm just like look I mean it's been done I, I get it it's like a rite of passage a lot of artists who I love have done it yeah when I say that if someone thinks like oh fucking the midnight has a song like that and Michael Oakley has a song yeah. like that and you know I'm like I know they do they're also great songs yeah I wonder how early in their career or musical journey those people are that where the song like doesn't progress and with the the stuff that I'm doing, I was thinking about that when I started this new project. When I do this TV and bed stuff, I, I'm trying to be different. Not so different where it's like, this is unlistenable. Like, this is so trash. Like, these drums are fucked. You know, whatever. But I try to enjoy myself and just do something where you, when you listen to it. If I sent you three TV and bed songs and then I sent you another one, but anonymously, like, I'd hope that you would think like, oh, this kind of sounds like TV in bed. I try to have like my own identity. I think The Midnight is a, a really great example of a band, two people that have really had experience and careers outside of that and put their experience together, kind of meshed that together. And then every release decided to try something different. And I think that that is like what is exciting the music 
about music to me when you have something that's different. It's not so extreme where it's I'm like, wow, I don't like this band anymore. It's kind of like, oh, like they're just trying to like do different things and push things forward. I mean, that's also important. That shows like the sign of an artist as well yeah. when there's a compulsion to make music. But it also depends on the like different genres do have different functions as well. With synthwave, since it is this sort of cinematic thing, there needs to be sort of chord progressions and yeah. stuff like that because you're painting a picture. And so like if you're driving along the coast and listening to this song, there's a part in the movie that you're imagining in your head where something happens. Like you're not just imagining a four minute scene where a guy is just driving and it's just filmed from the side <laughs> yeah. and nothing happens. Yeah. If I'm studying or doing my homework or, or whatever, you know, I don't want the music to also be doing homework. Like take me, it's like, like a, you know, a four, a four minute loop of four chords. It's like, hey, like, all right, not listen to that again. Because there is some music I listen to, like kind of chill out sort of Zen music because I can work to it easier because I will admit if songs do have a lot of, uh, there's like a build up and there's all this stuff going on. Sometimes I find it distracting because yeah. then I start to just imagine movie scenes and stuff. So I can't necessarily, you know, in quotes, do my homework while I'm listening to yeah. really yeah. cool music because I just get taken away. So I yeah. do need to listen to sometimes like kind of Zen chill out music where it is like set like these big like 12 minute songs and they're sort of like slow drones but at the same time I still do like there to be some kind of cool melody that kind of pops in from now and again like or else I might as well just listen to ocean noise yeah and you know what's interesting about that is I don't know if I learned it from Hans Zimmer or John Williams but maybe both you can sing John Williams songs like if I was to go right like you know what that is fuck you if you don't Everyone listening to this like knows what that's like. Fuck you if you don't. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So when I when I write music, I try to make sure something that I can sing. I guess it's working. You know, there's two people that like my music, me and my girlfriend. No. Nice. No, but I, my girlfriend will like sing my songs to our cats. She'll sing their names. She'll she'll throw their names in as like lyrics and stuff, or like when we're giving them treats or feeding them and stuff. And it's cute. And honestly, if just my girlfriend likes my music, I'm like cool. Like that is bringing joy to like our household and that and to my girlfriend and my yeah well that's nice my wife doesn't like anything i do <laughs> hey i listen i want to listen to some more music i got a cool one here from uh, rogue 41 and then we got to hang up on you we've been talking for a while damn so i'll, I'll give you the floor when this fucking song is done right. but uh, i want to listen to this this is a rogue 41 with the unknown part two
And that was The Unknown Part 2 by Rogue41. And I'm here right now in my giant playlist warehouse listening to cool songs and talking to cool people. We've been talking to Greg, who of course is also makes music under the banner of Euless, also makes music under the banner of TV in Bed, and is now going to be hung up on by me. <laughs> so you've got two seconds before I hang up on you. What do you want to say? Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was, it was awesome to talk to you. I really appreciate everything you do for this community and it's been huge to listen to your show and to be on it so thanks for having me you got any cool christmas plans no i don't have any christmas plans yet do you is this is is this part of the show we're done uh no we're still going (laughs) okay well after the show can i do you have like a minute i actually wanted to tell you about something that i that i thought was pretty cool that i did but i don't i'm not i'm not trying to plug it on the show look at you eh? you and your secrets now the audience is going to be like what did they talk about (laughs) man when they hung up the phone what did they talk about i don't mind talking about it i just know that we're trying to wrap this up here you know this this is not about me this is about your awesome show i'm just like can i sit in and talk to how cool you know can I can I take a peek inside your, your warehouse there, Andy? Well, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's all very exciting. Well, look, listen. Yeah. I want to I wanna know about these secrets now, so I'm going to hang up on you, all right. and then you can tell me all about it. So, uh, Greg, I hope you have a happy holiday and New Year's, and uh, have fun you with too, your man. girlfriend and your cats. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers, man. And that was Greg, a.k.a. Euless, a.k.a. TV in bed. And now it is time to go. I've got to go back to Andy's workshop and uh, finish editing the last few conversations I had. So there's going to be one more Andy's Playlist Warehouse, and that is going to wrap up Season 11 of Beyond Synth. And in next week's episode, I'll give you a clearer picture of what the schedule is going to be like for when the show comes back and all that stuff. I just have a bunch of things I got to do. But in the meantime, I hope you all have a lovely day. I don't imagine the other episode will be out before New Year's because that only gives me like a day or two days or whatever, so that's not enough time for me, but have a happy New Year. Don't build it up. Don't be like, hey man, this New Year's gotta be awesome because it'll be a disappointing thing. Go into New Year's like I do, with no expectations and then you'll end up having a pleasant time. Although I think several people in my house right now have COVID, so I imagine that my New Year's will be spent inside not going anywhere So I do not spread the novel coronavirus on people. That'll be my New Year's gift to them. So I guess I'll just be hanging out here, playing Mortal Kombat, playing Stardew Valley. I got to upgrade the town hall in Stardew Valley. So that's what I'm going to be doing on New Year's. I saved all this fishing. I got to collect a bunch of fish and bring it to the town hall. So I got to figure out this stupid fishing mini game. Because anyway, look, listen. All right. Happy New Year's. And tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening.